Every day, during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street is spending ten minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading, and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. Today I'm spending ten minutes or so with multiple Nebula Award winner Aliette de Baudard, who joins me from somewhere in Paris. Hello, Aliette. Hello. How are you? Uh, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you dealing with, all other things aside, the, the madness of this collective experience we're going through, the, 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 the lockdown, the everybody's part of the world is insane, and the bits that were slightly insane are now more insane and getting more insane? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think that the worst thing to deal for with me was is the uncertainty, right? It's just the, um, so over here we went into lockdown and we got about two days notice that we were going into lockdown. Uh, and then when we eased off the lockdown, there was like the date was clear, but the, uh, the precise modalities of application were not. So, um, there was a huge, like, you know, it was chaos in my workplace. It was chaos in the schools my children go to. Like, you know, um, we, like, and up until a day or two days before the unlockdown date, we didn't know uh, if I was going back to work, if the kids were going back to school, under what terms, etc. So it's, and it's, it's all been like that. So it's, it's kind of a string of, um, I didn't realize I would miss the capacity to be planning for, you know, ahead of a week until yeah. I lost it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm now starting to plan very cautiously for like the kids holidays because we've been unlocked down within France cautiously. Right. And I'm going like, this is really weird. Like I'm, I have this calendar and I'm looking at it and I am projecting myself into the future for a month's time. And I have not been doing that for three months. So, and then I'm trying to ignore the, I mean, not ignoring, but like the overall scary, I am trying not to let that impinge too much um, on the rest of the stuff that I'm doing. Otherwise, I guess I would just collapse. But, um, but you know, I do try to, um, 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 I've been doing a lot of signal boosting lately of black writers on Twitter. Yeah and making sure that I don't remain silent on issues that matter, right? Yeah, but, of course, um, yeah. So it's, are you yeah. finding that you're able to, to read and to work? Uh, I have been getting back into reading very slowly. Working anything larger than a novella is out, right? Uh, yeah. For some reason, my brain just doesn't, I guess there is no bandwidth, there is no space in my brain going like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. right? So, um, and, uh, reading, I've been reading a lot of romance novels and, um, a bunch of slowly getting into the nonfiction as well for yep. research work that I'm doing. And I've only, like, it's only three weeks ago that I unpiled the to be read pile of science fiction and fantasy fiction and yeah. actually took a look at it. Um, and, um, so, um, I've been reading a book about the South Coast China pirates, which is very interesting but very dense. Yeah. It's called like Froth uh, Floating on the Sea. And I've also been reading uh, Shelley Parker Chan's uh, She Who Become Who Becomes the Sun Who Became the Sun She Who Became the Sun, uh, which is forthcoming in 2021, and it's the um, 
retelling of the ascension to power of the founder of the Ming dynasty, except she's a woman uh, passing as a man. And she's got to navigate a number of complexities of gender and gendered behavior in China of that time. It's a very low key, like the only magic there is, is you can physically manifest the mandate of heaven, the right to rule, right? You can manifest that with light, um, which is very appropriate because the, the Ming, that Ming means radiance in Chinese. So having that manifest as physical light is a really nice touch. And then it's otherwise it's very much focused on like the movements of army, the armies, the, the various people caught in that time and what they're making of it. Uh, and, you know, um, and, and the main character, Zhu uh, herself, who is um, driven by ambition um, and contrasted with a number of other characters who are mostly driven by wanting to keep their heads down. And um, well, there's one character who wants to keep her head down. There's another character who wants revenge. Mm-hmm. And so there's this kind of chorus of voices with different goals and different visions of different layers of society. And it's the kind of book I really love. Um, and you should all get it. Um, I think you can pre-order it if you want. <laughs> okay, so this is She Who Became the Sun. She Who Became... Uh, yeah, She Who Became the... Um, I'm just going to double-check the title because I've got... She Who Became the Sun, yes. Yep, okay. I, have a, I, I had an uncertainty on the on the whether it was past or present tense and since they're very common words. Mm. So let me ask you this. You're reading non-fiction. You're reading fiction at the moment. What would you recommend to people who are find themselves a lot of unexpected time on their hands you know do you feel this is a time to read you know to go for comfort reading to go for those those you know projects you've always meant to get to that are more challenging are there old things that you look back on and sort of think would really fit the time to to, to spend time reading well i think i mean one of the things I've seen a number of tweets go with this kind of pressure that, you know, we finally have time and we should be productive. And I think it's a very dangerous way of thinking because I like we're I it was one of the other tweets I saw and I don't remember who actually posted it, but it was something to the extent of we're not working from home. We're working from home in the middle of a pandemic and the in the middle of a pandemic really affects like. As um, my friend Tadja Thompson was saying, um, we're in a state of constant stress and that affects your ability to process and your ability to remember and your ability to be, you know, efficient in general in terms of productivity. So I think, you know, if you want to unearth the project that you've always had on the back burner and if you want to write it and you think that you have time for it and bandwidth for it, go for it, right? But I I feel it's like very dangerous to be adding to the general level of stress and the general level of disorganization. And, you know, if you have children, for instance, they will be likely at home and you will suddenly find that your free time is um, going somewhere else. Right. If you yeah, had any, of course. Yeah, yeah. So on top of all that, I feel like adding extra pressure is definitely not the way to go uh, with reading. What I've found is that, um, I deal best with comfort reads, right? With yeah. um, um, all short things. Um, and then sometimes I will have to bend with to read something that is actually um, a little more out of my wheelhouse in terms of, you know, the stuff I usually read. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, so I've been, so as I was saying, I've been reading a, a bunch of, uh, I mean, I would say comfort read, but I don't actually usually read that much romance. So it's it's funny to see that I've actually turned to this. Uh, I've just finished uh, May Peterson's Lord of the Last Heartbeat, which is uh, 
this very dark uh, ghost tale set in a, in a pseudo Renaissance Italy, where um, the the two main characters um, are a lord who's cursed by a ghost and a, um, a castrato, I think, um, um, like a natural uh, castrato, not 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 one that was actually cut, um, who um, is having a lot of you know thoughts and. Um, difficulties navigating the complexity of uh, his gender um, and they fall in love and it's wonderful. Yep. Uh, it's it's quite dark but yep. it ends well and, and it's got no connection whatsoever with the pandemic. I'm, I'm finding it really hard to read anything that has actual pandemics in it. Sure. Because um, so, um, yes, I mean what I've noticed is that there's one, or two, one of two responses in readers when it comes to the pandemic. Either I don't know if they want, they get, they find some kind of security and understanding it better so they dive deep into reading stuff about that or the exact opposite you know Mm. and there's no sort of middle ground no yeah i feel like you know i'm I'm actually i'm buying books right because Mm -hmm. i i i i want to support writers and as a writer myself i know that you know the income during that time is kind of taking a nosedive uh so what i do is i will buy them and i will let them sit on my sure. e-reader and I'm like, okay, you know what? They've got the royalties and I can get it to it afterwards. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Uh, but it's really, I mean, I, my situation to be fair is complicated by being a solo parent at home with yeah, kids of course. half the time. So that's, you know, that's a no bandwidth collapse kind of situation. Um, Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, so that's where I found myself reading, and I'm contemplating a reread of Terry Pratchett. Yep, uh, which is always a good comfort for me. Always a good comfort read, and also nice to read in these times things that are basically about kindness and decency and smart people doing the right thing. Yes, yes, which which never quite so much. I wasn't say it 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 feels like science fiction, but also like you know, I, there's also a number of people doing the right and decent thing, and there's been a great community response. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I can only speak about the pandemic yeah. so far, but there's been a great community response to it. And there's been like in my neighborhood, there have been people who organize themselves to make deliveries to vulnerable people and everybody mm-hmm. has been supportive. So I think, um, I mean, unfortunately, you know, people at the top <laughs> having sometimes the wrong kind of reaction, yes. uh, which makes it ve- not only very visible, but very impactful. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm not necessarily taking that in a sort in the how do I put it in an indictment of no, the goodness no. of mankind. I I wouldn't either. Well, let me ask you this then. You're I know you're you're busy. You're working. What do you have out in the world? What what can readers find at the moment or coming up from you? Um, I've got a novella coming out in July, which is called "Of Dragons, Feasts, and Murders," and which I basically describe as a fantasy of manners and murders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Asian court drama, um, with a sort of a funny, um, kind of dark humor blend. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, um, there's this mismatched couple where one of them, um, likes diplomacy and is always trying to do the right things and find the right solution to problem. And he's married to his husband, whose first reaction to anything is stabbing or threatening. <laughs> um, and he, who has principles, that's not the question, but, they're not really the same, and they're thrown together into court drama and court intrigue um, at the time of Lunar New Year when they go home 
to the first person's family. And then they have to figure out how to prevent the dynasty from falling and also how to navigate their relationship, which is taking a big hit with the tension of we yep. want to do different things. Yep. So this was basically my comfort write. Um, so I kind of hope that it can be hopefully some people's comfort read. Yep. And I think you've got another novella coming after that from uh, Seven yes, Infinities. I se yes, I have Seven of Infinities, which is coming for Subterranean in uh, October, mm -hmm. um, and which is a FF, uh, F slash F um, scholar slash thief. Uh, one of them's a spaceship. Um, they get embroiled in a murder investigation. I like murder investigations, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I make no apologies. Um, and they... They are attracted to each other and they know it's a terrible idea, but it's okay. Everything is under control. They're not going to do it. We all know where that goes. <laughs> so these will be out in good, mediocre, and even terrible bookstores either now or fairly soon along with your other work. And people, I would encourage them to seek them out. But for the moment, Aliette de Bardard, thank you so much for making time to talk to me today. I've genuinely enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you.